everyone. Welcome to Let's All Geek Out. We are your host, Mia, Julian, Chris, and Kyle. This week on Geek, we are talking Spooktober video games, phasmophobia, and songs of horror. So stick around. Welcome back, everybody. Um, so what have you guys been up to? Kyle, what did you do this week? Uh, I worked a lot. <laughs> I kind of always do that. So it's kind of my Every thing. week. Yeah, every week. Every week, work a lot. This week wasn't as bad as last week as far as uh, the time spent doing the work. Um, so it wasn't terrible. I had a couple overnight shifts. That wasn't awful, but wasn't great either. Didn't really get around to do a whole heck of a lot. Honestly, I painted a lot of miniatures, trying oh, nice. to keep up with that because I have a lot my backlog to do um still playing some animal crossing oh i got some new uh some new keycaps for my keyboard they're all halloween spooky themed Press nice. all that, yeah. really pretty neat yeah. pretty neat pretty neat yeah um i got into the mechanical keyboard hobby um once all of the lockdown quarantine stuff happened like a lot of people and um yeah so i'm I have spent too much money on keyboards and <laughs> keyboard parts. So <laughs> it's like a keyboard graveyard at his house. Oh, I have a lot. They're, they're really not graveyards. They're, they're either like on display, like plugged in and stuff like that to a battery or, uh, or I use them for various different things and stuff. So that's pretty funky. So the keyboards are on, but it's like a, like a decor piece. Kind of. Yeah. So, oh. um, so as I started amassing <laughs> more and more keyboards, I thought like, well, I need to do some of these because I can only use like one or two at a time just because of my how my desk is set up. I have like my workstation that I like have like an L-shaped desk and I just kind of like spin around. And I got my personal computer, which has its own, my, uh, you know, keyboard and stuff. So I was like, well, now I have a bunch of keyboards that, I, that I'm not going to use at any given time. Uh, so I started kind of prototyping a display where I just kind of hooked them up because they're all, like they plug in their USB and stuff. So I just like plug them into a battery, um, so cool. like a, it's a USB portable battery, so they can stay like lit up and stuff. Because that's like the cool thing with the RGB lights and stuff yeah. like that. So, so yeah, it's kind of my uh, kind of my own feng shui kind of. But how many keywords are we talking? Yeah. Oh, I have six right now. Um, oh, damn. Like, That's, damn. Is that a lot? Damn, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got six. No, it's fine. <laughs> That's the normal amount that humans have. Yeah, I got six. Um, I got a couple hot swappable boards so I can like try out different uh, different switches and stuff like that because uh, I spend a lot of time on the computer anyways. And so um, since I have to write lots of reports every single week, uh, it's nice to have a keyboard that sounds real fun. So Awesome. I dig it. Yeah, but that's we'll have to see some photos of it too. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll definitely take some pictures and and stuff. My my place is kind of a mess right now because I just got done building the wife's computer. Which, <laughs> uh man, yeah, I just anymore. I'm just I, I my whole thing is I used to build lots of computers and stuff years ago, and now they're just so much more complicated. There's so many more things and oh so God, many yes. RGBs and so many more fans. And also half the time, the side panel see through so you can see what's in there. And then your cable management needs to be pretty good because otherwise it just looks kind of shitty. Yeah, yep. her computer goes under the desk so no one can see oh, um, good. because <laughs> the cable management is my responsibility and it's non-existent. <laughs> so, 
but no, I mean, it runs, it's, it runs now and stuff. She streams a lot. So she was, she's been trying to beef up her, uh, her streaming rig for a while. Mm. So she's got some, so much better hardware in there. So hopefully it runs, everything runs better. So cool deal. Yeah. Very cool. So, so what is like the, the big upgrade to your wife's computer? Like a new video card? Uh, oh man. We, power we, source. we did the whole thing. We, uh, so we threw in a new 850 watt power supply and then got uh, a new motherboard which i have the, the biggest issues with motherboards any like these days um but then uh but one that could uh support an i9 uh mm-hmm. cpu and then she's got a 2080 video card right now but now she, she got bumped up to 32 gigs of ram um so she should be able to stream fine she was streaming fine before she was just having some performance issues and stuff like that just over time a lot of the resources were getting capped out and stuff so now she's now she's got a lot more to play with so hopefully yeah hopefully everything works a lot better so kind of kind of her tech support for her stream so um (laughs) that's how she makes money so (laughs) it's it's like it's important to keep that keep those rigs going that's awesome but yeah, I, I'm just so over motherboards now. They have so many more like pieces of plastic and unnecessary like things attached to them to make them look cool that yeah. they like kind of start <laughs> moving away from function and practicality. And now they're like, yeah, you got a cool open case. Well, here's a bunch of cool shit to look at. Like, yeah, but now there's yeah. not a lot of room to plug shit in. So this is yeah, annoying. that's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's what my rig was. Too. When I first started getting back into PC gaming, I was all about like, yo, I don't give a rat's ass about uh about style. I just wanted to be functional and then just over time my brain just started going like yeah it works but it's ugly <laughs> like let's start like let's do some cable management and then let's do like let's do one strip of led lights let's just see what one looks like and then it's such a gateway drug into now we're like it is yeah yeah now i look at my rig now so, sometimes i just turn my computer on just to look at it and just be like you're oh, yeah. pretty it's like an accent <laughs> anymore i'm just like when i when i eventually move into getting into because I, I have really old really old equipment uh and everything but it but it's been working fine like it it's it was future proof about like 10 years ago <laughs> it still works yeah. um but uh maybe maybe like five years ago but yeah anymore like next time i get a new rig i'm just gonna like i buy power and just just order a pre like a pre-built one everything comes working out the box i'm tired of putting them together <laughs> we're all the work where all the work you have to do is just plug it in the power cord <laughs> that's all that's all i want anymore yep. yeah yeah Yep, that's what I did with my two. Like, I was in not in any sort of like skills or just sort of anything to build a, a computer that, that was going to either be functional or pretty or anything. So I'd like I just went up to a, a place back in San Antonio when I lived there and just cut a check. They're like, "Here you go, just take all my money and make me <laughs> something that'll just play everything." They're like, "Easy, cool. Like, money's not an object, right?" Like, well, it's kind of an object. <laughs> It's like, it's not an object, right? It's like, guess not. And then $30,000 later. Ooh, yeah. $30,000 later, he got 16 gigs of RAM and a two gig video card. I do, but you know what? It runs solitaire like a motherfucker. It's, it's funny you, like, you joke about that, but like, I don't play very many intensive PC games like at all. Like, Because I, I love indie games and a lot of those are very like, you know, lo-fi graphics retro you know like this you know going for the 16 32 bit kind of you know kind of looking at things and stuff like that and so um that's where i spend most of my time playing games there's a couple that are a bit more intensive but yeah so it's like i don't i've never really needed anything super powerful but uh, i i really like running a lot of like virtual machines and stuff like that and different labs and stuff and trying to get into uh password cracking so i'm gonna need to beef up my rig a little bit more password Neat. cracking that sounds fun oh yeah 
it's it's fun we uh we have a bunch of different rigs set up for work but um sometimes they get like overused and everyone else is there's a queue for them so uh, i just figure like well i can just kind of build my own my own rig and stuff for that there's a couple guys i know that like are really into that so they're gonna help me like walk through that whole process that's awesome but uh enough about me julian what have you been up to well uh week three update i am at 75 miles so i am home stretch man yeah dude (laughs) that's awesome you dude yeah i feel good i'll tell you what this is probably the best week i've had for it man but yeah i just want to throw that update before i forget and i interrupt somebody else's (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of broke my uh, my streak of like watching all the spooky horror movies and stuff this week, and I ended up just playing uh, that Ghost of Tsushima. The multiplayer patch came out uh, Tuesday, I think, and it is so fun, man. It just, I mean, I love the single player game as it was, but to play this like multiplayer, four player co op, they basically took you know what was great about the first game and added in the. Uh, spiritual elements to it so instead of running around killing the same mongol over and over you're kind of dealing with like onis and more like japanese mythology because it's based in legends not necessarily like history so hmm. they kind of oh, went cool. more supernatural with it okay. uh yeah it, it's it's super fun they got like survival mode they got a story mode and it's got like a gear-based system kind of like destiny does with like the light levels and stuff and so i'm grinding right now to get up to uh be prepared for when the raid comes out which is a weird thing for that game to have a raid in the first place. But. Be a raid? <laughs> right. Like a yeah. multiplayer raid? or Yeah, a four-player uh, four player raid. Yeah. What's that going to consist of? Is it going to be like raid bosses and stuff? Yeah, so, so the uh, the story for the, the multiplayer is uh, these legends, which are the four classes that you have. There's a the samurai, an archer, a ninja, and a ronin. They were warriors of the past, and when the Mongols came to invade the lands, they destroyed a bunch of shrines and stuff like that, so they released a bunch of Onis upon Tsushima, and so those spirits came back essentially to fight back against the Oni, right? Huh. So the the little story mode that they give you, which is like up to two players, uh, you kind of follow along against the main Oni that's bringing all these spirits back and stuff like that, and you're like basically breaking down her plot to take over the island, and it's inevitably going to lead up to the raid. I, I've only made it like four missions into the story. I was supposed to play the survival mode, but f- from what I can tell, it's going to lead up into the raid. The raid's like three parts. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm excited. You got to be like a, a gear level 108 or something like that to be in the raid. So I'm at like 36 right now. That's, that's great, man. <laughs> that's really cool how they can kind of take like a single player experience and then add on multiplayer to that level to like include you know something equivalent of like of like a, a raid like in destiny or something like that i think that's really cool yeah i'm, I'm super uh, excited to see how the raid actually plays out like uh-huh. i mean i mean the game itself has never really got too complicated right so i don't know how, how they're gonna how they're gonna do it with that but it's fun in the multiplayer there's a lot of grappling hook points so you can kind of swing around more freely and, and it's traversal and stuff and it's a blast man so i've been playing that and uh the call of duty uh haunting of verdansk oh, that has been fun i've been oh. playing a little bit of that too that has been fun dude zombie royale is that's my shit man <laughs> i was talking yeah. to one of my one of my buddies about that uh yesterday and he was complaining because you know it's kind of campy with the zombies people just kind of hide out and then you know all attack or whatever and uh get you at the last minute and basically win the match but i had a fucking blast as a zombie i have more fun as a zombie <laughs> than i do as the fucking human 
<laughs> well, it's like it's really. I mean, the games can last so long and stuff like and, and with that mode because like when you come back as a zombie, you come back with all your shit and stuff. So you can just like jump right back into it. You don't have to go like try to find new stuff. So if you already got like your loadout or like a build that you really like or something like that, and you come back, it's like cool, I got all my shit again, and now I'm <laughs> uh, here. I am ready to to run around and you know kill more you know shit and stuff like that. But yeah, I've uh, I've been playing a little bit with uh, with with my wife and stuff, and we've been having a blast with it. Um, I love the nighttime mode. I hope that stays <laughs> yeah <laughs> because i think it really changes the atmosphere of the of just the battle royale in general regardless of you know zombies or not um i i, I really like the nighttime mode so i, hope I haven't i haven't played uh, a call of duty in probably like uh, i don't know like since season two of the war zone right and so i'm like super rusty <laughs> i just get slaughtered left and right and then all of a sudden i uh get turned into a zombie and I can kind of play well. <laughs> yeah. Uh what uh what 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 system are you playing it on? I'm playing on my PS4. Well shit, I'm gonna have to reinstall that. Use well, it's, it's, my it's, PS4's space. It's it's uh it's cross play. We can play it. I was playing with uh, um, some of my buddies the other day on their PC. Oh cool okay. Yeah. Yeah so we can play it just we'll we'll set up a time we'll play oh, it. Right? I guess I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty much it. I've been playing those two games and just kind of relaxing this week, getting ready for uh, Halloween and stuff. But before I move over to the next person, I had a question for you guys. So a little bit before we went live with this, I was kind of skimming through articles and stuff on Instagram, and I seen this article by the uh, Stadia director for Google, um, and I wanted to see what your guys' take was on it. Uh, he basically said that streamers should be paying developers and publishers for the games that they stream. I heard about that. Yeah. What yeah. the hell? Like, what, it, yeah. <laughs> no yeah. one should be taking advice from anybody who works at Google to say. Right. And Stadia too. Yeah. His his actual like uh, tweets that he put out, I'll, I'll read it, is he said, streamers worried about getting their content pulled because they use music they didn't pay for should be more worried by the fact that they're streaming games they didn't pay for as well. It's all gone as soon as publishers decide to enforce it. The real truth is the streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream. They should be buying a license like any real business and paying for the content they use. Cool. Big business is going to tell me how to live my life. Fuck me. Yep. Pretty <laughs> 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 bad, <Invent> Google. <laughs> yeah. Because it turns out that guy doesn't even actually work for Google. He works for a studio that was bought by Google for as part of like for the Stadia stuff too. So it's kind of like a... It's, it would also be like me saying like, oh yeah, I work for Microsoft. And it's like, you own a Windows PC. <laughs> yeah, I work for Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> like I provide them feedback. I take the surveys about Windows, my experience. They are taking that feedback to improve it. I'm a quality tester for Microsoft. Like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, I mean, if that's such a, it's such a dumb statement, right? I mean, like, cause like, look how much streaming has helped all of these like companies and stuff and all these developers like, Hey, here's our game, stream our game. So people will be interested in like, want to play it. Like, cause you, de- you definitely do not get the same experience from watching somebody play a game as you do from actually playing it. And like, I, for one, I'm very pro consumer and everything like that. And so it's like, unless the game's got pretty decent reviews or I've watched somebody play it and I'm like, I think I would like to play that. I'm not going to go out of my way and try to get a game just because it's like, eh, it's, it's on the shelf. I'm going to pick it up now. Like I'm going to watch somebody play it. If it looks like they're having yeah. fun, then maybe I'll give it a shot. So streaming's super helpful. Yeah. yeah th- and there's been enough uh, research on this for too. That's exactly that. It is free marketing for these folks. Yes. And yeah, 
it does more way more good than harm but like i think the idea behind is like his argument is because there's people like you know like the like the really really big streamers who do make a, a healthy living out of doing this that they're getting it based off of the work of others so that therefore somebody like maximilian dude or ninja should be paying epic for like fighting games or for Fortnite because that is how they're making their living not realizing though like no Fortnite makes a ton more money because people like ninja exist and they see how how good he is and it gets them excited to play it so then they play and then go buy microtransactions like it's kind of an ass backwards way of looking at it but it's just a way for him to be just real snotty about right and it's like the thing too about a lot of that is like the game may bring you into a streamer but that streamer's personality and like their like the content that they generate like alongside the game is why you're watching them it's the game like might might bring you in there but the hook is the actual streamer their personality exactly yeah i mean i watch quite a, a a few streamers and for me i can't i don't give a damn what they're playing right it's about them mm-hmm. because i mean they make it fun so i mean I, they could be playing solitaire for all i care because <laughs> i mean it's a commentary yeah. and the conversation goes along with the game and that's what what i enjoy exactly so obviously if the game is um engaging and fun and awesome then bonus mm-hmm. yep. you know hey if you want to watch somebody play solitaire you know chris's rig can run it pretty well it does yeah <laughs> <laughs> so good you guys you don't even know whenever i have to shuffle whoo Oh, you see that animation. <laughs> yeah, so smooth. But Twenty yeah. frames per second, uninterrupted. I, I, I was on the same same mindset as you guys. I just shook my head. I was like, these people streaming this game is such a benefit for these these companies, especially smaller ones. I mean, look at Among Us before uh, it was picked yeah. up as a, as a stream game, right? Like they were mm-hmm. averaging a hundred a hundred to two hundred people a month. And then was it PewDiePie? I think I'm not 100 percent sure. Streamed it, and then they just jumped up to be one of the biggest games out right now, like yeah, yep. because because of a streamer, right? So you tell me that PewDiePie or whoever that was needs to pay them because people decide to buy the game because they watched him and it looked fun. No, <laughs> yeah. isn't that how like yeah. Among Us got really popular? Like it had been out for a little while, but I don't know who was playing it. But I remember hearing like a couple <laughs> of like larger streamers like started playing it and then it got really popular and it started seeing it all over the place i mean that's what i just that's what i just said just said that oh really yeah Yeah, like literally just said that oh almost (laughs) almost verbatim i did not i thought you were being sarcastic (laughs) no i'm kind of out of it tonight so yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyways yeah but yeah, the way I look at it is like that, right? I mean, yeah. it's more benefit to some of these developers, especially smaller ones, than it is to you know bigger ones. But like, I would rather watch somebody play a game for twenty minutes I was unsure about, and then decide if I want to buy it, than go out and spend the sixty dollars, seventy dollars now in the next generation exactly. and buy it yeah. to be disappointed. You know what I mean? And there's so there's also a reason why these companies also will send like the the bigger streamers a bunch of like merch and stuff too because again it is yeah objectively it is very cheap publicity and i would much rather see a streamer play the game versus you know if i ever decided to buy cable again and watch a commercial like i don't give a shit about the commercial like i want to see somebody actually playing it and giving me their the commentary and feedback for it before i do anything else yep exactly mm. it's just way more common sense to me so yeah that's about uh it's, it's about all i've had this week just you know, playing ghosts and uh, playing Call of Duty and stuff like that. And it just, that question popped up. And so I thought I'd ask it before uh, we got too far into this stuff. So uh, yeah. with that, Chris, what have you been up to? So I've been streaming. 
I've been doing nice. all the streams. Uh, so was really excited. So uh, this past Sunday, uh, the week that we're recording, got my first ever hype train, which was really exciting. And been playing a lot of Dead Space 2. And I've been handling that game like an absolute professional. Haven't lost my shit <laughs> at all while playing it. Never gotten freaked out or spooked by any of it. Can you explain the hype train? Because I saw you say that, but I'm not on Twitch enough to understand what the hype train is. So basically, the hype train is if somebody uh, or enough folks in your community start like subscribing or they start gifting subs or donating bits, then it's basically like you start saying like, "Oh my god, yo, you're you're on." You get a hype train, which is just now like it, the stream just kind of goes ape shit for a second, and then it's basically designed to encourage the audience then to then start spending money on your stream. And just to kind of build the ranks up for too. And it is just that is just a way to be excited. And I think you actually mm -hmm. get to unlock some emotes from by doing so too for your channel. So, I mean, there's some, there's some little perks to it here and there, but it really is just more of a, like you're appreciating that the, it's kind of like this weird, like herd mentality for you. Like if you see one person uh, subscribe, then you see another person sub, and then you kind of want to feel part of that, that excitement because again, kind of, kind of me to your point, you watch for the reactions, you watch for the streamer themselves. There is something generally pretty fun about watching a streamer get their subs and then get really ecstatic for it. And then seeing a bunch of them happen all at once. Like it's, it's a cool moment. I love it when people get raided and then yeah. they, they see like, Oh, get ready because then you can use the emotes from your other chats on theirs mm -hmm. so um our well, one guy has these emotes that are um him flexing so it's like a little muscle so then everyone just posts that in that person's chat like flexing that you know he just raided her yeah. and it is just so cute it's, it's fun it's yeah. fun i love the community i think it's so much fun to you know as you said, watch people get excited because it is it is fun and you want to see it and you want to be part of it. So absolutely. Yeah. So it's just it was it was a really kind of a cool experience. I never thought in a million years I'd even get come close to getting a hype train. But yeah, like th that was super neat. And it was doing while, while playing some Dead Space 2. Also started streaming some Star Wars The Old Republic, too. So I created my own character just for streaming and making my first ever Sith Sorcerer and playing Ooh. him as a total bastard. On top of that, too. So I choose all the evil options. I kill everybody every time I get the option to do so. Like you, you build these relationships with these uh, companions that you get to that'll help you out throughout the game, too. And I treat them all like dog shit, too, which is it has that initial reaction of like, oh, I feel bad about doing this. But I also know it's like I, I, this is the kind of character class I want to go with. Let's just do it. So been playing that and then even today before we start recording i streamed for about i, I only meant to stream for about two hours but i ended up streaming for five so i did uh more super mario 35 got got another win which is cool and then played a little bit of mario sunshine thanks to that nintendo switch mario 3d all-stars remastered remix deluxe whatever edition whatever the fuck it's called <laughs> The it. Mario Pack. <laughs> yeah, the, the Mario the Mario Pack is only available for another four months for some reason. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's only available it's only gonna be available on their digital shop until the end of March. And physical copies are are very limited for some reason too. I don't know why Nintendo is doing it this way, but whatever. I really don't yeah. understand that. Like I get that, that that probably helped increase like initial like sales and stuff, but it's just like you know it's popular, so why make I mean I, I get that for like the physical releases, but yeah. why limit the time the digital versions are available that's right that's dumb it's, that was bizarre like mario 35 i understand why it's only out for a few months because they're basically just kind of they're not going to modify they're not going to add to the formula oh they could do so, so much more with it 
They could. They very well could. But if they decide, like, you know what, we're really not going to do this or they're just going to treat this like an experiment, then, yeah, I think having that available for six months makes sense because at some point you're going to start getting diminishing returns. People start getting bored and then it's run its course. Then you can decide what you want to do next with it. Like, I would hope that they do expand on it. Uh, I think that was actually you, Kyle, like during the stream, you mentioned like either like a Metroid 35 or a Zelda 35 or Kirby or something like that. That's that's what I mean. Like they could do so yeah. much more with that with that. It's like that 35, you know, Battle Royale franchises because it's like with Mario 35, you're not really playing against other players like you are, but really you're just kind of playing against the time and your own skill with the game and stuff. Right. But, you, you know, that, that same thing can transfer into Metroid or it can transfer into like a Kirby game or something. Maybe you could start with a different like a certain power up that you like and then you can run through and, you know, that that kind of thing. So like. Right. I just I really like the idea that I'm playing this game alongside of other people, whether or mm-hmm. not they're like sending, you know, bad guys my way or something like that. Like, it's still fun just that concept because like, it's like because you're playing these classic games that you're probably not picking up very often to play on your own. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it kind of gets you back to that exposure of, you know, just the classics. And I really like it. Right. Like it's it's such a kind of a cool experience, experience to kind of like it's reminiscent, but at the same time, too, it's like you kind of also get that initial pressure of wanting to run through the levels as fast as you can. Cause you just kind of feel like that's what you should be doing. But then it's like, it's not, it's just, it's about survival and the competition part starts to come in about like, like who do you want to fuck over by sending monsters their way? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> there's a, there's a bit more strategy to it than I was really expecting. And it's, it's fun though. And it's like more, more than else you're playing against yourself to see how, like how skilled you are in the game to your point. But yeah, I dig it. I, I really do. And yeah, then played some Final Fantasy XIV, and I got my first ever like high level weapon uh, by just like Ooh. running raids and doing fates, and it's pretty. Like I took so many screenshots of now having like a glowing sword, and it's just oh, it's so good. <laughs> and that sounds lovely, actually. Glowing it is, sword. yeah. It's like I'm holding Excalibur now. It's so good. <laughs> And then, of course, then uh, I, I'm really excited to announce too that for my Twitch stream now too, I I've reached out to a an artist who made me the best emotes I've ever seen. It's so they good, are adorable. They are. They're I got so cute. Yeah, I got little chibi uh, emotes for my my Twitch stream too, and she was fast. Like, and I didn't even have to give her very many. I gave her like no notes. I just told her I sent her screenshots of my character, told her what positions and poses to put them in. And it's like, she just kind of like read my mind exactly. Cause like, I could not have expected it to be that perfect. So yeah, very, very happy with how they turned out. And it's just absolutely spectacular. Just seeing how they look. Oh, they're all cute. No, I like them as well. Just to kind of give her a shout out. Uh, she's on Twitter as uh, M-Y-A-N-G art, Myung art. And again, if you follow me on Twitter too, like you'll see them there too, but they're, they're absolutely perfect. Like I absolutely love these uh, emotes so much. So yeah, overall though, I think that's, that's been the big chunk of it. Oh, yeah, and cooking streams, too. I started doing my first ever cooking streams. Uh, yeah, I saw yeah, that. I still need to watch that as well. So I picked up the Star Wars, the uh, Galaxy's Edge cookbook, and decided, like, you know what? I, like, let's just kind of give this a shot and see how how these recipes play out. And they're delicious so far. Ooh. Like, I've made a, a shot that is Bailey's Irish Cream, Kahlua, and whiskey, which, damn, that's just good. And a salad and homemade salad dressing on top of that, too. All of it was just really, really good. Mm. Yeah, it looked good, man. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Made my first ever cheese crisps, which is basically you just take Parmesan cheese and you melt it. That's it. You just stick it in the oven and just let the, them get uh, crunchy. <laughs> so I, I made cheese croutons. You just cook it too long, right? And then they just kind of yep. melts and turns brown. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, super happy with how they turned out. And yeah, can't wait to keep, keep doing some more recipes. I've accidentally made that a million times. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you didn't realize it, but you're just learning how to become a master chef. I went on that masterclass.com. I uh, watched how to make those. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, yeah, outside of that, though, that, that's been about, about it for me, That just between gaming and working. So Mia, uh, what about you? Well, this week I decided to try and look civilized again because obviously being home since March, you know, um, I started to look homeless ironically <laughs> so got a haircut on tuesday and um the guy that I, that cut my hair was asking why aren't we coloring today well i didn't have three hours to sit there while i color my hair and i didn't really feel like it so i was just like no no i'll do it i'll do it this week coming and the guy's like no no we will do a copper ombre i i have no idea what that is <laughs> <laughs> so, on Tuesday, I'll be going back and we're going to, you know, we're going to invest some time and, you know, so because he's very fabulous. And he was telling the, the lady who uh, just washed my hair, he said, no, let's get this woman loving her hair again. And I'm like, which woman? Oh, oh me. <laughs> <laughs> you get so, the royal treatment. Ah, yeah. So, so on Tuesday, I shall be going back there and then we will see, you know, what a copper ombre is going to look like. So I'm actually kind of excited on that. And then other than that, been hovering around. I made a pudding again yesterday, made a, um, it's basically like a mock cheesecake. So you don't have to bake anything or anything like that. And it was delicious as always. That's the problem. You know, you, when you cook stuff, you have to eat it. <laughs> so... What? Since when was that a rule? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just imagine you cook stuff and you just chuck it out the window after you're done. <laughs> oh, I cook stuff lovely. to take a picture of it and put it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you feed it to the dog, you know? <laughs> so, yep. Oh, I'm done with that. In the trash. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think today we're going to bry again. So, that's at least something to look forward to. And other than that, the week has just been kind of chill. Been taking a lot of naps in the afternoon, which is very super productive. So, you know, <laughs> watching I Twitch love afternoon naps so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watching Twitch streamers and taking naps. Yeah, that's the life. So that's basically all I've been up to. I'm excited to see how your hair comes out, you know. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. I'm actually quite, you know intrigued by this whole thing because i did do a quick google and the pictures looked pretty nice but obviously you know can't really trust the picture until it's on your own hair so you know we'll see dia de los mortos is coming up so he's probably gonna make you look like one of the characters from uh, coco yes <laughs> sugar <Right>. skull <laughs> <laughs> i once saw earrings like that and i think i thought they were so adorable but um i actually do have a, quite a lot of skull earrings but for some reason those ones were um like on a website from China and half the time if you buy stuff from China and our postal system is not that great you know you buy something and then you just never get it so it's like well I don't want to get my hopes up for these awesome earrings and then they just never arrive you know so rather not one of the, the most fun things you can do on the internet is like do the searches uh, for people who buy shit off of like wish.com <gasps> oh that website oh. is from the devil 
as it in, is, but as then people the- still buy shit from there. <laughs> I don't understand it, man. The, the, I've clicked through those ads before, and it's like, here's some stuff you may be interested. Old classic games, old hiking backpack apparel, like a fucking <laughs> gimp outfit from Pulp Fiction. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. How, how did you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Like, your recommendations man. and then it's like all these weird stuff and you're like what even is that you know or some, yeah. some like bootleg dragon ball statues <laughs> <laughs> some hokus <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh my god man you order and they come to your house and you're like this is just a big bag of meth what do I do with this <laughs> share um, your friends the worst, is, the worst is if it's those Disney figurines and then um, they, their eyes don't even look in the same direction. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the opposite of cross-eyed. They just look the opposite <laughs> to the outside. <laughs> you can just tell somebody in it like it was in a factory and just looked at that and said, fuck, it's like the 800th one I've done today. Just fucking yeah. dot, dot. There you go. The eyeballs fucking send it out. <laughs> Those things are scary, man. Hella scary. Yeah. Are any of you guys familiar with uh, like Whiz Kids at all? They produce a lot of uh, a lot of miniatures for like D and D and games like Hero Clicks and stuff like that. No, um, first time. Oh well, they have that problem with their eyes too. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you can buy like a fully painted miniature for D and D, but sometimes the eyes will be all over the place. <laughs> oh, they're, they're all seeing. Yeah. Like, oh my god! This really badass, like dwarf warrior. Here he comes, and ah, yeah, he's looking in every direction. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mind him. Yeah. How is he looking up and left at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> it's like your archer is cross-eyed. It's like, yeah, he is. His aim is always true. <laughs> always rolling with a disadvantage. Then, right? <laughs> oh man. Well, I guess on that note, we can actually jump into our topic of the week, which is Spooktober video games. It's Halloween. <laughs> in 2020, where everything is already scary, so whatever. I kind of like the idea that most people who have kitties are doing the whole Easter approach to it. So instead of going door to door with trigger treating, they are going to have a basket and do like a little treasure hunt in the garden kind of thing. With cats? With kitties, like kids. Like so, for example, if oh. you have a little a little one, oh. so you still get K I D D. That's fun. I was like, oh, people are doing fun Easter stuff with their cats. <laughs> well, I put catnip all over the backyard. Yeah, good. <laughs> with little snacks like. Little pieces of meat, like, hidden in places. I actually do that. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought that was pretty ingenious because, you know, you still want to make it fun for them and still have them dress up and stuff because, I mean, ultimately, I think that is, like, the most celebrated and looked forward to um, holiday in America. Halloween? Halloween, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's Thanksgiving and Christmas for sure. <laughs> Halloween's definitely, like, top five, though. That's what's always yeah. so funny to us is um, we don't have Thanksgiving. <laughs> I, I would say it goes it goes Christmas, 
Thanksgiving and Halloween in that order, like in the top three, oh, nice. because Christmas yes. is where Christmas the whole goddamn month. Yeah, <laughs> but it already started and, here. And the only reason why Thanksgiving is second is because everybody's looking forward to Black Friday, so uh. like they get stoked for Thanksgiving because we're gonna get that fucking deal. <laughs> I wonder what Black Friday is gonna be like this year. Probably a lot of online stuff. Oh yeah. I'm so glad I don't work in retail anymore. Oh. Yeah. I got nothing that I want like in this year, so it's like, eh. Not I was kind of hoping that there'd be like a... I mean, I, I'm happy with my Switch and everything like that, but I was kind of hoping... I don't, And there's still time for them to announce it, but I was kind of hoping for like a like a Switch bundle or something like that. Because um, I wouldn't mind picking up a second one for like, like my wife or something like that, just so she can have one um, so we don't have to share because I don't like sharing. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I just haven't seen anything as far in the way of like Switch bundles because it'd be really cool if there was like a Switch bundle with, say, that Mario 3D All-Stars game that like nice. already yeah. preloaded it. Like that would sell crazy well. Um, right. But yeah, I don't know. Hopefully something pops up between now and Black Friday. Yeah, or even like a Switch Lite that has that. And on the back, it oh, has yeah. like Mario's like kind of overall thing for it. Like you have like a special Mario-themed one too. Oh, be, just oh, shut yeah. up and take my money. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so basically Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, back yeah, to Halloween. Yeah, Christmas already. Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So obviously the, the game that um, has been the, what would you call it? The hit of the week, basically, is the... Um, yeah phasmophobia and i've watched a lot of streamers play it so at first i saw anomaly play it and they had a ton of fun with it then i saw my streamer uh gopnik backblade that played it and then last night i was watching amy akuda uh play it and then um felicia they joined them and it's so funny to see dif- different people's reactions to this game because, so for those of you who don't know, the game is basically you are part of an urban paranormal team that go investigate hauntings in homes and warehouses and things like that. So you have the full kit of the usual equipment that you would see for paranormal investigations. So you have like recorders, obviously flashlights, um, cameras, EMF readers, so you can take temperatures, you can um, speak to the ghost, you have Ouija boards, all of these things to your um, disposal to try and identify what ghost is basically haunting the space. So you will take control of one of the, the people in the group and then people would go around and ask questions. The asking questions part is the funniest part for me. So, you know how... <laughs> The, the stuff people say, for example, yesterday when Amy Okuda was uh, doing the EVP recording. And uh, so she, let me just find the name of the person that they were investigating at that moment. I think it was something like um, some Williams person. And she's like, what is your preferred gender pronoun? I mean, <laughs> that just cracked me yeah. up. <laughs> you- you left out the uh, you left out the real streamers. Okay, we streamed oh, yeah. it. Good point. Yeah, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Us, us. We, we are num- we were number one on Twitch. Not really, yeah. but in our head. Yeah. Don't, don't research that. Don't even cl- 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 just believe us. You need to and you should have seen if if you thought gender pronouns was. It, I mean, we were talking some mad shit. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
we were we were uh we were serenading them singing creed and godsmack and all american rejects (laughs) Uh turn into a uh, karaoke uh, investigation basically and it did and and, uh the ghost did not like that because she in quick succession killed not only kyle but chris as well and left me stranded (laughs) by myself oh well you're forgetting the time though when your head got smashed through the wall though Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, no, you, you were absolutely part of that. Okay. So when I saw that, when I died, like my body was just sideways, you know, like in the, in the afterlife or oh, yeah. whatever. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Right. That's it. And then, uh, the next day when your stream posted, I like went and watched it so I could see what you kept going on about. And I was like, oh shit, my head is through the fucking wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, man. Yeah. Pretty amazing stuff. Yeah. And I like to think it's because you weren't singing Creed at the right time. I would love it if that's an Easter egg that if you if it, if the game can pick up because it does listen to your microphone. Mm. If you're singing like certain songs, so the game's just like fuck it, no, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah. You go with arms wide open. The ghost is like fuck it, nope. I'm going back to hell. We had only kind of started singing because like we were walking around the school for the longest time with nothing happening, and yeah. so we just like I mean. We couldn't, we couldn't get anything to happen for the life of us. We're trying everything we possibly could. Creed seemed to do the trick. Oh, <laughs> it did. It yeah. really did. So uh, for, for those who listen and want to see the stream that we're referring to, uh, you can see it at twitch.tv slash Vanispheres underscore or at Wolfheart Gaming. Uh, it's kind of both point of view because Terry is playing with this as well. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it was definitely a good, a good check out. We decided to... Uh, stream and just kind of venture into that venue uh, and we're going to continue to stream I think at this point once a week at least so uh, look forward to that in the future but it was definitely a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be like I've only watched I don't know a couple couple minutes here and there of like phasmophobia and I was like oh this kind of looks all right it is what it is right and then I saw it was an early access so I was like oh how good can it be and then when we played it I was like holy shit this game is so fun <laughs> Not because of when the ghosts attack or anything like that, but just the anticipation, yes. the atmospheric sound in your in your headphones, like is, is so fucking creepy. Like when we did the school level, and Chris and Kyle died, I was the only one left, and all I had was my temp gun, and the the temp was mm. negative fifteen Celsius, so it's frozen everywhere, and. I can hear the bells going off, the fucking phone ringing, <laughs> like everything that could just freak you out. And I got oh, lost no. in the school and my flashlight oh. barely works. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. This is the scariest thing I've ever fucking been in in my life. <laughs> and, and I finally got out and I was so happy when I got out and I survived. And I was like, oh my God. That's why I wish that I would have streamed it from my perspective, just so people could see me just struggling. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was singing and apologizing to the ghost. <laughs> like, as I was wandering through the school, I was like, I'm sorry, that was them talking shit. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> we respect you. We are not here to mean you any harm. <laughs> I could just imagine. <laughs> Elizabeth Turner is the nicest ghost I've ever encountered. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, me and Kyle going like, fuck you, ghost. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because um, so I've watched quite a few of them. And it's so fun to see because I think there's only, you can have a maximum of four people in the game as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you can have more. Nope. This is four. 
Yeah. So seeing the people feed off each other and listening to how they speak, you know, because now this person is there and then they um taking photos of this and then you hear someone say like, did you close the door? No, I didn't close the door. I just came through the door. But the door's closed now. You know how you can hear how they like very, the anticipation of like, oh my goodness, the the, the ghost, you know, because it's the unknown. And it, I like the, the vibe of it and the look of it. And it is very eerie and stuff like that. Also, um, with the Felicia days one yesterday, they were walking in a baby's room and, the, you know, people, you, you basically exploring the house. So you're not necessarily picking up on like little things. So, um, you know, as someone who's watching it, she panned over with her flashlight and there was a, a teddy bear in the crib. And then walking around and stuff and later someone else went in and had the flashlight over and the teddy bear was gone. So it's like little creepy things like that that I just find so fun. And how they get so excited about stuff. But the creepy thing is when those hands come forward and, you know, basically kill you. It's, um, ugh, it's yeah. creepy. It's like that's when you know you're done. Is like when you just you get those those creepy little fingers that kind of like go over yes. your vision. Like ah, damn it! Like, yeah. yeah. When you're in the ghosty part now, when you die and you walk around, um, it's kind of sad that you can't really interact because it would have been cool if you could then be the ghost who's pranking like the other people. That, that's what I was saying. Like it kind of sucks that like one the the deaths screens and i mean granted the game's an alpha right so yeah. it's subject to change but like the, all the death screens are the fingers you know in the face mm-hmm. uh and so it, it kind of got redundant after a couple times i mean we played four games and i died three times so <laughs> after the third time <laughs> it got a little redundant but yeah. um they need to kind of update that a little bit and also like that spirit realm stuff like you're saying that you should be able to like mess with something right? i should be able to pick yeah. something up and maybe throw it just to kind of add the at- as atmospheric stuff yeah, it's a little boring. At some point, like me and Kyle were both dead, and all we did was go back and forth and teabag each other's dead bodies. That was yeah. it. Like, <laughs> we died with their feet of each other, so we were just like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and that's, that's all we could do. Yeah. And it really, like, from a stream perspective, like, it, you know, for us streaming it all together and stuff like that, it, it kind of kills the vibe. I mean, Chris died, and I was lost in school for like 10 minutes, right? So there's, <laughs> they couldn't find me, and you can't exactly move fast. So it's like, well, shit. yeah the movement speed of that game could use some work i mean even if it's just like after you die or something you could then move like real fast or something like that but one thing i've always disliked about games where like if you die you go to a spirit realm or something and Mm. you still have to obey the laws of physics yeah that's kind of what the hell exactly i shouldn't have to like walk around the wall i want to walk through it you know i want to like kind of (laughs) flip through the ceiling to get up to the next floor or something you know um yeah yeah yeah, I should be able to just fucking teleport. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. Ghost now. Or they should have, like have it like, kind of like the uh, you know the Call of Duty games is where you can like spectate like afterwards, right? Like you go to spectate to the person that's still alive. That could be fun yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, to to kind of keep it going, especially like in, in terms of streaming and stuff, right? Just something to keep the audience engaged. Maybe for the next version or for the update for it too. Because again, like it, there's still so many signs of this game being in that, that alpha stage for yeah. it too. You know, like the weird glitches for it too. Or, you know, whenever you, I remember when we were streaming it all, like all of us were like kind of basically standing on top of each other too. And it just looked, had this weird, like kind of phasey look to it, which oh, is yeah. super weird. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely stuff they can fix uh, for it too. And you're spending 13 bucks for the game. And even at the stage right now, even if they said like, we're done, we're not going to go past this alpha stage. It's totally worth $13. 
Oh, it totally is. I, I could be wrong. I, th- I think it started off as like one guy or something, and then it kind of took off. And so there's more people working on the project now. But I think originally it was a very, very small team. And just the the pure, you know, fandom surrounding the game now has, has uh, gotten more people involved in the project. So I'm really, cu- I'm really, really hopeful to see what else they can do with it. Besides, besides adding new maps, like maybe adding some different animations for some of the ghosts, or um, or expanding on what you can do, like as a dead. yeah 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 Yeah. even if it was just like just all you could do is just scare them like you can just like shake stuff or then turn off the light or something move something yeah you know like yeah yeah i'll I'll agree i'll agree with that like uh i feel like this 13 dollar game is better than some 60 dollar games that i've played (laughs) oh hell yeah yeah hell yes (laughs) it it reminds me of left for dead with ghost i mean yeah, just the same kind of like goofy. I mean, it's how Left for Dead mechanics are, right? Like you just kind of jump all over and it's real loose and stuff like that. Like that's what I was thinking when I was playing it. But then all of a sudden there's a fucking ghost in my face. So <laughs> it's a little bit different. What else is there to say, you know, about Phasmophobia? It's a game that's not not finished yet. It's 13 bucks. It's really fun, especially when you have friends to play with. Um, you know, and, and it's got, you know, it's got a lot of promise. So it'll be really interesting to see where it goes from here. Yeah. I don't know if it's, if it would be as much fun if you play it on your own. I think it's something that you have to play with your friends. It just adds to so much to it. Yeah, I think it's way more fun. I I, I try I did the tutorial and stuff where you play by yourself and I can see where like, ooh, I'm getting creeped out and stuff, but really <laughs> the, the 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 fun part of the game really is when you're like investigating with your friends and you're asking stupid yeah. questions one of them gets attacked and they're freaking out or the other one gets lost in a school and is singing ace of bass to themselves because they're they <laughs> it's, it's how you compensate with the fear it yes. was my safety net <laughs> for a moment i had to think like what would you even sing from ace of bass I saw the sign. Yep. Wow. Well, that's because there was a meme that was posted uh, relatively earlier that kind of tied into that. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So obviously that was the main the main game for Spooktober because obviously every person on Twitch is playing that at the moment and it is a lot of fun to watch as well. Um are there any other games that you guys want to chat about, or can we chat about the um, the songs of horror game? I have one. My favorite horror game. I didn't bring this up. Uh, I was going to bring it up originally in Eight Bits and Nostalgia Trips, you know, because we we're talking about kind of games and stuff like that. But it didn't kind of quite fit into the vibe, so I shelved it. But my all time favorite horror game is uh, Fatal Frame. I don't know if you guys have ever played it, ever heard of it, but it was a uh, PlayStation 2 game that mm-hmm. came out. And it's basically like Pokemon Snap meets Resident Evil. <laughs> that's that's a like really good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly what it is. Like it's simple, simple explanation. So basically, you play as this uh, Japanese girl that gets sent to this mansion and you're looking for your lost brother who went there a week ago to report on um, some disturbances at the location. And when you get there, you're basically tasked with uncovering the mysteries of the mansion, right? Typical Resident Evil 1 style stuff. But the only weapon that you get through the course of the game is a camera and your enemies are ghosts. And so you have to snap pictures of these ghosts 
Uh, and depending on how long you can get them in focus and stuff like that, you kind of do cam- uh, damage. Uh, I think the camera, if I'm not mistaken, is called the uh, camera obscura. So it kind of has like a wow. damage meter to it. Yeah. And the game itself was even for, you know, PlayStation two or so was like super atmospheric, super great. Um, I, I never finished it. <laughs> I mean, that's like my trademark is <laughs> never finished something, <laughs> but I have the disc. I'm just waiting for either PlayStation backwards compatibility or to round up a PlayStation two. Right. That sounds amazing. Actually. It is so good. And it, uh, it is, it has gone on as a series for a while. I think the last one came out on the Wii U. I want to say crimson butterfly, but I might be thinking of something else. Uh, but on the Wii U one, it was kind of neat because they use the screen on the Wii U gamepad as the camera obscure, essentially. So you kind of haven't held it up and, you know, took pictures and stuff, but, um, definitely check it out. Oh, wow. Uh, if you're into horror, horror games and stuff like that, it is looking at reviews and stuff like that. You're doing a little bit of research for this. The first one uh, is rated probably about a 75 or so. And the second one is rated, you know, high 80s. So it's definitely a, a well-acclaimed uh, horror game. Just what's the game again? The name again? Uh, Fatal Frame. Fatal Frame. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah. And there's so, a few sequels and stuff too. Yeah. But as I was saying, there's, there's probably five of them, I think, all, all together. I think some of those are on the Switch. I th- oh, Really? I know yeah. there's stuff on, on the Wii U. I think there is a new Fatal Frame. I could be totally wrong. I was trying to like look it up on my phone, but I'm having really bad like connectivity issues and stuff. Like, it, but I remember there being like kind of um, about last year, there was kind of a, like, I guess not like a fuss about it, but like, I remember hearing about like Fatal Frame, like, Oh, what the hell is that? And like, cause I, cause I had heard of it, but I never actually played it or anything, but I pretty sure there is a Fatal Frame game on the switch. If not like a new one, maybe a remake of one or something. Looking it up here, the it says that the producer is interested in, in making one for the Switch. I don't have my uh, Switch on me. I can't check the, the e-store yeah. right now. So so it's just one of those things. It's probably one of those those series that's gonna kinda lie don't dormant for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And then eventually it'll it'll come back. But if the concept itself is cool. Like the only thing you have is the camera and you're just snapping pictures of these ghosts and like the atmospheric stuff of the first one is so great. I remember there was this room in there where it was literally I'm terrified of dolls. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, well, good <laughs> reason. Yeah. So uh, there there was this room in this game. It had just, it's full of dolls everywhere mm. you look. And in your audio, all you hear is like a little kid laughing oh, and no. stuff like that. No. And, and you're taking the camera and you're kind of zooming around looking for, you know, where the ghost would be in it, possibly in this room. And it's kind of like a mixture of a puzzle, you know, and kind of dealing with the ghost. And I remember playing it, and it just freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't bad. blame you. Dolls are damn creepy. And then you go outside, and like 20 minutes later, something like that, you have to snap a picture of a guy hanging himself, like as a ghost, you know? Like, it's Ooh. just, they, they nailed atmospheric core there. Uh, the close second that I would have to that is this game, and I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, ever played it, but it's called uh, Fatal Frame. It was also on, oh, not Fatal Frame. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, like, I have recently heard of this game. Yeah, uh, hold on, hold on. Let me think of the name. Okay, I got, I got it. Okay, hold on. <laughs> so, so you're gonna do it again. Like it's called Fatal Frame. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this other game, uh, and it's called Haunting Ground, uh, and it was made by Capcom, and it was kind of late uh, PlayStation Two era. And it's got some pretty good reviews on it. I somehow ended up with a copy of it 
which is great because I have it like in almost mint condition and it runs for like 350 bucks now. So <laughs> I remember this one. I remember selling this at GameStop. Yeah. And uh, you basically play as a girl and you have a, a dog as a companion uh, sidekick and you get trapped in this mansion. Again, shock here, but <laughs> you get trapped in this mansion uh, and you got to fight your way out. And you kind of have uh, people chasing you more along the lines of like clock tower and stuff like that, where you just had the one guy with the big scissors chasing you. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you the whole gameplay is kind of based around you hiding or using your dog to kind of like give you a break while you run and hide from the enemies that are chasing <laughs> you. Super good. I beat it. Uh, oh, nice. Surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, super great game. One of those like classic gems. So if you're into um, more nostalgic horror games, uh, Fatal Frame and uh, Haunting Ground are definitely the way to go. I do remember Hunting Ground because I did that one have it where it was you also you basically had to like almost set up traps for the enemies that are coming towards you. Too, yeah, and I think you had like I what maybe I'm thinking of another game where you had like salt as a weapon. Oh, you, uh, in in Fatal Frame you had. Oh no, God damn it! <laughs> okay, in Fatal Frame, it, in, in, in Haunting Ground, not only did you have the. Uh, you had the dog to obviously help you and you can kind of give the commands to it is you also had these like weird crystals that you threw down and they could like stun the enemy for a second. So if you'd see the uh, janitor come in or the maid or whoever it was, uh, you could throw this crystal down, stun them, get your dog to bite them. And then you can go hide like in a closet somewhere. Okay. Okay. Like say for, for me, like the horror games I remember kind of playing through was uh, the first one. I like I distinctly remember was, on the original PlayStation D. Oh yeah. 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 So it was like much more in the vein of like, kind of like a mist sort of game where it was more about puzzle solving, but it had like that really, really spooky atmosphere to it. But then I, I think I run into this problem. Like whenever I play games like amnesia or outlast where the initial spoops are there, but then over time it, they just become more about like stealth or it's about just, you know, making sure you get out there before the clock runs out or something like that. And then I, I kind of start to get bored with them after a while. Like the, the ones that like still get to me even to this day, and I, I joked about it earlier, was uh, stuff like Dead Space, where like it's the action games where you are absolutely able to like stand your ground, but it also gives the game an excuse to kind of keep hitting you really hard with just jump scares and stuff coming around the corner. Then because not only is it a matter, it's less focusing on survival as so much as it is is like resource management okay. at that point too, because you want to make sure you can't burn through all your ammo and all that. And the enemies like the necromorphs in Dead Space are creepy <laughs> as fuck too, just like fighting little baby things and all that. Did you ever play uh, uh parasite Eve? I was going to bring that one up too. That was, yeah. I think that one is super under- parasite. Eve one was a masterpiece. Yes. Two yeah. and three who gives a shit. Yeah. And then they kind of came with that PSP one. That was the, yeah. The third birthday. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. the one. Yeah. That one was just terrible. But parasite Eve. Number one was so fucking good. It was the perfect blend of like RPG and that horror element. It was, it was fucking resident evil with an RPG element. <laughs> it was. And it taught you about science, too. It taught you that mitochondria will fuck you up. Yep. The powerhouse of the cell right there, buddy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I was waiting for Parasite Eve 2. Chloroform strikes back. <laughs> but yeah, the, like the, those ones I, I, I was having. Like, I still absolutely like get a little bit of a shiver whenever I think about Parasite Eve or like said, pl- playing through Death Space. And Phasmophobia did such a good t- job, too, of giving me the spoops, too. But yeah, like I, I know I tend to like the ones where I can at least fight back because otherwise then it's just 
I think the games that do, do require you to kind of hide in corners or be a little more stealthy, I think they do tone down the difficulty sometimes because, again, the game at some point needs to be beaten and they can't just kind of keep throwing shit at you nonstop because then it just becomes impossible if you can't fight back. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. I remember that scene in um, Parasite Eve, what is like the first 20 minutes in when you're in that opera house and the, mm-hmm. the lady is singing and then all of a sudden she just catches on fire and just kind what? of melts away and turns into the... The, the the main antagonist of the game, I was like, what the fuck is this game <laughs> right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is so awesome, man. Ugh. Yeah, have, so- uh, have any of you guys played Fatal Frame? <laughs> 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 I, I What is that? It sounds interesting. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll quickly chime in and just say, I haven't played a lot of horror games. I'm kind of a baby. Like I tried playing Resident Evil 7 and I was like, I can't do this. I People are following me. I can't. But one game that I did really like, and I don't think it was intended to be a horror game, but it was pretty creepy, was the first Bioshock. Um, yeah. Going through Rapture in like this dilapidated underwater world with like just psychos running all over the place and stuff like that mm-hmm. was pretty creepy. And I thought I was like, man, okay, I got a hold of this game. I, I can keep my shit together until I ran into Houdini splicers. <laughs> and when they're just like teleporting all over the place, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I did it. I still play the game. But but the game was definitely like the creep factor was set very, very high. And I, it's one of my kind of like, quote unquote, square, scary, but not scary games. Yep. No, I, I agree. Like, uh, oh my God, I almost said uh, Parasite Eve. No, I, I agree. I think Bioshock was such a good example of like what a good job like atmosphere music and and sound. just great char- sound and character design can turn games that are not designed to be horror into a horror game because it's so creepy it's so dark yeah. and especially depending on how you play the game too especially with when you interact with the little sisters too you get the dark ending you are beyond mm. evil at that point yeah it's it's definitely man yeah that, that game is so much fun i without getting into too much detail about the franchise as a whole the other Bioshocks didn't hold the same feeling at all. And so when I went into playing them, especially Infinite, that was like just a completely different game on its own, right? Which is which is great. It was it was fun. Yeah. But I loved but, Infinite, yeah. Yeah, Bioshock 2, I, I went in kind of hoping it was still gonna be kind of that creepy atmosphere. And I just yeah, I I, I didn't I didn't feel it in the so the first Bioshock's gonna is definitely my favorite in that franchise and because uh, yeah you're right the atmosphere the sound design everything about it was perfect in making it a very creepy experience and a really good example of like what that generation's gaming could actually p- could pull off too mm-hmm. i think that was like the first real just solid xbox 360 game that like stuck around for like a lot of people yeah it was uh i think i, I ended up playing on pc at first um but i ended up picking up i think i well, i don't know if there's a collection or not but I ended, up, I ended up picking up the first and second one on 360 and then playing them through again yeah, they, they uh, released uh, two-pack bundles because I, I, I remember selling them. Oh, perfect. Okay, cool. Then, yeah. <laughs> that is what I had. <laughs> I, uh, I've only played Bioshock 3. I've never played the other two. One is amazing. One is The twist to one is so good and so clever. Yeah, I would say one is definitely if 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 there's if you were ever interested in going back and playing them, one would be the one to do it. Uh, two, you, you can miss it and yeah, it'd be fine. But one is definitely really, really good. It's like just even as a standalone like game in that franchise like it's it's really good i like three but had that like magic element to it and stuff like that it's kind of weird yeah three was just a different game in its own like on its own and stuff which it was still fun it was cool it was it was very very different than being underwater the whole game Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah 
uh but yeah it was it was it was definitely a lot different so yeah the skyhook was amazing yeah that was a lot of fun that was that was a blast yeah you know that instrument that um that i was talking about in the beginning that that thing it's a theremin that was what i was trying to think of oh right yeah the uh one from like star trek and stuff yes yeah that creepy sounding sci-fi thing that's that's the yeah the theremin that's a fun one i have a, a buddy of mine who actually knows how to play one of those I mean, is there, I mean, don't you just waft your hand next to the side and then it just goes like, huh? yep. And he knows how to wave the hand just correctly for that. Oh, excellent. <laughs> yeah, because I would probably not make this the same sound twice on that thing. He knows how to wave his hand and go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also hoping that like it was actually just unplugged the whole time. And he just has a mic that no one can see and he's just <laughs> making the noise himself. <laughs> That would be even more awesome, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was so interesting. Like I went down a YouTube rabbit hole on those one time. Like just how that whole process works with the the signals and stuff. Like just to be able to wave your hand over it to manipulate it. Like fucking science, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what songs of horror is, so I guess me. It's... This game is actually pretty cool. I saw um, someone play it. Um, just the first chapter of it. Basically, it's a survival horror game, but it is a, um, what do you call it? Um, it's basically puzzles, but it's, it's sets in, so basically there are five different characters that you are allowed to use per chapter of the game. So you could start off with one and as they die, you have a maximum of five. So each different person has their own special um, characteristics so you'll have um, for example the one person um, he's maybe very good at solving a certain type of problem or the other person um, doesn't get scared very easily or but basically as they die so in the chapter you have five people and as they die that's basically then then you have to start from scratch again which I thought was pretty interesting but it's set in, for example, the first chapter is set in this Victorian house where a one person who used to be a writer um, passed or disappeared. And then you have to try and figure out what happened to him. So you will go into the house and then explore. And it is so creepy because also it, it feels like the the eyes of the, the portraits are watching you. And um, so the breakers are, are broken. So you have to find another a spare breaker and then go and uh, basically um they will give you clues so for example to put the breakers in the right order you have to see where the the power lines go in and then put them in the right order and then only the power will come on and um for example you have to find five little dolls in the house and then put them in the right order in the playhouse and then other things will appear in the house. I love these type of games because I like those type of very involved puzzles. So, I mean, they will basically leave letters around that basically give you the clues. So, for example, um, Johnny was seven and lived in 32 Maple Street um, in 1978 or something. So you have to use that information for the, um, the combination to the safe or 
you know, it's and it, everything is creepy as well because there's these like black smears on the wall and all of a sudden it will get bigger and then you have to hide in the closet or under a bed or under a table. So it's a very, very creepy game, but very involved as well. So it, I don't know. I, I thought it looked really cool. I was looking it up as you were uh, as you were talking about it, and like the atmosphere of the game looks really cool. It looks like uh, similar to that Resident Evil One remake, mm. like it like the real the real tight corridors and stuff like that. And some of the screenshots I was seeing of the of the monster designs is like really fucking cool looking. And I like yeah. that you yeah. have to pay attention and and read up about stuff, so you're not going to be shooting anything or anything like that. Basically, everything is. To get away from, if, if, for example, the bad stuff comes around, you just have to hide and manage your heartbeat by um, pressing a combination of buttons so that because the person will die from a heart attack. So you have to manage their heartbeat until, oh, the, <laughs> yeah, until the, the, the threat is gone. And then you have to keep exploring. Um, but I mean, you, you basically have to like unclog a drain and then one of the dollies are in there and um, there's a little dolly in the safe or now you have to find this painting but you can't find the painting until you find the key and the key you know it's it's all very very much in involved so you have to explore everything and follow the clues I don't think it's everybody's kind of game but I just thought it looked really beautiful it's very creepy and it just looks like it's kind of fun. So for me, that that's something that um, I'll send you a link to the one Twitcher that that played it, just so you can see uh, what it's like. Because it's it's not really jump scares as such. It's basically you can see the the threat coming. It looks cool. I mean, this is definitely something I'll I'll pick up on Steam. It looks like they have a complete edition for it. So. Yeah, yeah. I was looking it up too. It seems like something like my wife. She loves horror games and you know anything scary and stuff like that. So I, from hearing me talk about it and then looking it up on Steam, it seems like something that she would really like. So, and I had never heard of it before. I don't think she has either. So definitely a good find. Yeah, no, de- good, good call for sure. Yeah. Uh, hey, how's that? I seen someone talking about it the other day. How's that Dead by Daylight game? It's real okay. So. It's fun and also frustrating. Um, it's fun because it's a horror game where five people play, four people get to be survivors where they have to try to escape, and the other person gets to be a killer, and they have a whole range of characters you can pick from. They have some licensed ones like Pyramid Head and a Mike Myers and, uh, and uh, Ghostface from Scream, and they also have some more kind of generic ones and stuff. Um, they all have their own abilities. Um, and that's where it's really fun. Where it's really frustrating is you get a team, if you're a survivor, of terrible players who don't, who don't do anything to help progress you guys in your way to escape. And so it's hit or miss. But it, um, overall, it, it is it is a fun game, though. So you can do um, a thing called Kill Your Friends. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, a mode in there where it is a, it's so you can play with a group of five people total. So one person gets to be killer and the four of your friends get to be uh, um, survivors. The fun thing about that, too, is... Um, as you get, uh, you unlock all the perks for each of the survivors when you play that way. Um, as far as not, unless they change, I haven't played it in a couple of months um, just because I've been kind of busy and stuff. But uh, but when you play that way, you play with everything unlocked versus when you play um, you know, like regular ranked matches and stuff, you have to level up the characters to unlock different perks and get different like uh, toolboxes and different items you can use in game. Uh, so when you play the 
the, the kill your friends mode, you just have everything unlocked for you. Um, and so it gets, it's, it's also a good way of practicing too, um, which is kind of a big thing. So there's lots of, <laughs> as any multiplayer game, you get kind of a meta, right for how you play the game and stuff so there's like gen rushing there's pallet looping um you know there's different things you can do like to like fake out the killer and stuff and um but no it's it, it is fun but it's it's also i would say kind of in the same way as phasmophobia it's it's the most fun when you're playing with friends it's just one of those games that are like that yeah i've seen a few streamers uh going through that too and it always looks sort of like this looks really really fun but also kind of worried like am i so far past like the boat on this thing that it's just like i'm gonna jump in now with like the base game with like no understanding and people are just gonna get pissy at me i don't think so because so the rank system in that game has been really shitty but they have done the developers have done a lot to try to fix that and they even introduced dedicated servers uh I, think, I don't think those have been out for a year. I think they've just been out for a couple of several months now. Um, and that kind of changed some things because there is some really bad connectivity issues and stuff too. But um, the way that the online works is it's based off of your rank. And I don't really know how ranking works in that game. It's like you could you can escape but not rank up and then you could die. But if you like did a lot of stuff in game, like you did a lot of objectives and stuff that you can like, then your rank would go up. So I, th- I don't, I think it's performance based. Um, but when you're new, you start off at like, you know, like a rank 20, which is the lowest rank and stuff. And as, as you get better, you progress and you play with better and better people. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's, it's really hard from the get go. Cause you're, you're also playing with other people who probably don't know how to play the game very well. And so you probably get killed a lot, but as you like play with people that are better and better, you survive more often because there is a lot of teamwork that goes into it. Um, so, uh, but no, yeah, if you started, you, you wouldn't be too far behind. Well, that about wraps things up on this week's episode. Uh, join us next week as we talk RPGs and D and D with the guys from we suck at D and D. Their trailer will play after this episode. So if you like what you hear, share this podcast with your friends and come hang out with us on social media. Links are posted in the show notes below. We're your hosts, Julian. Mia. Chris. And Kyle. And as always, stay safe, stay sane, and geek out. Hello. Zero here. Onboard AI of the SSS Destiny's Child. Welcome you to the We Suck at D&D podcast. Now watch out, the next part might shock you. Do you like lasers? And explosions? And interdimensional travel through a world-eating boy? Well, then this show might be for you. Hi, Kirk, uh, the DM here for We Suck at D&D Podcast. If you want something a little out of the norm, come check us out. Uh, you can find us at wesuckpodcast.wixsite.com. Come follow us and go beyond.